Welcome to the Strong Sassy Single Mom Podcast. I'm Josie Smith. I'm a single mom of teens, personal growth junkie, entrepreneur and business owner, writer, creator, and coach. You don't have to be a single parent to get value out of this podcast, but if you are, I'm here to remind you that you're not alone in the journey. And I'm here to help you remind yourself who you are, to reclaim your identity, and grow your confidence as a parent, to help you with the strategies to manage your time, your finances, and your personal relationships, to help you rediscover yourself beyond the roles you've taken on, and to reconnect with yourself on a deeper level so you can create the life for yourself and for your family that you've always dreamed of. Because you deserve it. In this podcast, you'll find a combination of real, tangible strategies you can implement in your life, as well as the tools to help you navigate some of the deep inner work that needs to take place in order to take your identity and your life to the next level. We are digging into all of it. Are you ready? Let's do it. I posted a poll on Instagram not too long ago, and I asked people if you had the power to multiply either time or money, which one would you choose? And I expected that most people would probably say money, right? I mean, that seems like an obvious response, especially in today's economy, that most people would want to multiply their money. But 75% of people who responded actually said that they would rather multiply their time. And so I thought that would be a cool topic to talk about because I have learned some tips over the last couple of years on different ways to actually multiply time. And being a single parent and there just being one of me and two kids and lots of schedules to work around and lots of activities and different schools and jobs and businesses and all sorts of different things that everybody's working on, uh, multiplying time is something that is super valuable. And so I, I thought I would share some of the tips that I have learned over the last couple of years and um, a couple of things that I have heard on various podcasts and a couple of things that I have learned in books that I've read and some things that I've just tried on my own and figured out. Um, I just wanted to share those with you today. Um, I read a book by Rory Vaden called Procrastinate on Purpose. And if you are looking for some like super hardcore time multiplication tips, this book is amazing. Um, it's got a lot in it, but it's like some next level shit. So in the book, he says, one of the greatest things that you can do to multiply your time is to spend time doing things today that create more time for you tomorrow. So a lot of, um, a lot of what I'm going to be talking about today kind of relies on that principle. Tip number one, put down your phone. I don't actually want you to put down your phone 
the whole entire day. I love the convenience of my phone and everything that it can do for me and everything that I use it for. And I'm sure you do too. But how many times have you laid in bed after a super long day and you're exhausted and then you mindlessly scroll through TikTok or Instagram Reels or shop on Amazon or Google why your three-year-old won't stop putting things in his mouth. And before you know it, it's been an hour or two hours and you're still just scrolling. Not only did you just steal an hour or two hours of sleep from yourself, but that hour you just spent staring at your phone screen just confused all the sleep hormones in your brain. So now your brain thinks it's time to work. And even if you do manage to fall asleep, your sleep is not going to be very efficient. Your brain and your body are going to struggle to fully recover from your day because you just got your brain all confused by looking at your phone screen and you need that recovery time. And if you continue to do this night after night, you are slowly, steadily just wearing yourself down day after day after day, your brain and your body. And when you are mentally and physically worn down, you're not going to be as productive. And if you're not productive, you're going to spend a lot longer doing the things that you need to do. So like something that maybe should only take you 30 minutes is going to start taking you an hour or an hour and a half. And so stealing that stealing that sleep time and that sleep efficiency away from yourself the night before is stealing your time away from you the next day. So I'm not asking you to put down your phone all day long. Just don't take your phone to bed. And then a minimum of 30 minutes before you go to bed, put down the phone and do not pick it back up. If you can, work yourself up to putting the phone down two hours before bed. I know that's a lot. Just start with 30 minutes. And if you can work yourself up to an hour, that's awesome. If you can work yourself up to two hours, that is ideal. But I'm just telling you to start with 30 minutes. You're going to get more sleep. Your sleep's going to be more efficient. You're going to be more productive the next day. And the more that you repeat this over and over, the better you're going to start to feel. So you're going to be multiplying your sleep efficiency and multiplying your time. Number two, Stop hitting the snooze button when the alarm goes off in the morning. If you put your phone down a minimum of 30 minutes before you go to bed, you get a good solid eight hours of sleep, average. When your alarm goes off in the morning, do not hit the snooze button. I know, you're tired. I am tired too. I am not a morning person. I have never been a morning person. I have tried to be a morning person. Okay, actually, I take that back. I am a morning person once I actually get up. Like once I'm up and out of bed, morning seems to be the time of the day where I am the most focused and the most productive and the most creative and I have the most energy. But I'm not a 
person who likes to get out of bed in the morning. So getting out of bed is very difficult for me. But the truth is the sleep that happens between the time your alarm first goes off and the time you actually get out of bed, when you hit that snooze button once or twice or 27 times, that sleep during that time frame is not helping you. It's actually making you more tired. There's actual studies on this. I am not making it up. It's called sleep inertia. Basically, when you allow your brain to drift back into sleep after hitting the snooze button, you essentially start a new sleep cycle. And a sleep cycle, on average, takes about 75 minutes to complete. But then when your alarm goes off eight minutes later, your brain is trapped in like the early stages of this sleep cycle. And research shows that it actually takes about four hours to snap out of this sleep inertia. So that's four hours of your day where you are stuck in this sleep inertia. And it's making you more tired. So just like I mentioned before, because you are more tired, it is stealing your time away from you. This is time you should either be actually sleeping or time you should be spending getting ready for your day and then not waiting until the last second and rushing around. I don't need to tell you all the ways that things go wrong when we are rushed and running late. We forget things. We lose patience with our kids. And the stress affects not just our day, but our kids' days as well. Imagine not rushing around in the morning. Imagine having a well-rested night, waking up, giving yourself time to get ready and get started on your day, and leaving the house without conflict, without rushing, without being late. So set your alarm for the time you actually need to get out of bed and then actually get out of bed. If you use your phone for your alarm, change the alarm tone to something different. Chances are your brain is so used to just hitting the snooze button when you hear that sound that you're used to hearing every morning it's going to make it a really tricky habit to break. So if you change the sound of your alarm, it's going to make it easier for your brain to allow you to do something different, to build a new habit. Move your phone or your alarm clock to an opposite corner of the room. Force yourself to actually get out of bed to turn off the alarm. That's going to force you to get up. Don't just walk back across the room and get back in bed after you turn off the alarm. What I would really suggest is to just run to Target and get yourself an old school alarm clock and not use your phone at all. Put your phone in another room altogether. This is going to give you an added bonus of also keeping your phone or keeping you off your phone first thing in the morning. If you can eliminate being on your phone first thing in the morning, just like you eliminate being on your phone right before bed, that's going to be even more beneficial. Number three, create a meal plan. It doesn't matter if you are a stay-at-home mom, a working mom, a work-at-home mom. 
It doesn't matter if your kids are in school or daycare or if you homeschool or if you stay home with them. Regardless of what your daily or weekly schedule looks like, I bet on more than one occasion you have come to the end of a long, exhausting day only to realize you have no idea what's for dinner. You didn't take anything out of the freezer. You didn't plan ahead. There's nothing in the pantry that you can throw together quickly and you have no idea what to make, but everybody's starving. The kids are complaining. They want to eat. And you are so tempted at this point to just tell them to eat a bowl of Fruit Loops. Maybe you think about going to the grocery store to pick something up or running through a drive-through or Maybe you even had plans that morning to take something out of the freezer or to get something prepped or to stop at the grocery store to pick up a couple of last minute ingredients because you had something planned for dinner, but you totally forgot, you totally spaced it, you got too busy, whatever. And so you end up just ordering a pizza. And when you find yourself doing this over and over and over, either ordering takeout or delivery or running through a drive-thru on impulse you end up spending so much more money on dinners throughout the entire week than you would have spent on groceries if you would have just planned ahead a little better. What I would challenge you to do is to create a weekly meal plan. And actually, you don't even have to create one yourself. You can find a gazillion of these if you just Google. Complete with grocery lists and everything. In the busiest seasons that I've had where I've got kids in sports and I'm running around to all the places and I have so much going on that I know that I'm not even going to get home until nine o'clock in the evening and they're going to want to eat dinner. I love having a dinner in the crock pot. You can prepare a week's worth of crock pot meals on a Sunday afternoon and you can bag them up and shove them in the freezer and have them ready to go. And this goes back to the concept that I mentioned early on from the book Procrastinate on Purpose by Rory Vaden, that one of the greatest things you can do to multiply your time is to spend time doing things today that create more time for you tomorrow. And creating a meal plan And making sure that you have everything on hand before the week starts is a way that you can spend time doing things, quote unquote, today that create more time for you tomorrow. If you spend a few hours on a Sunday afternoon going to the grocery store, picking up the things that you need for the week, bringing it home, cutting up what needs to be cut up, separating it into freezer bags, and putting it in the fridge or the freezer, depending on when you're going to make it, it is ready to toss into the crock pot in the morning. And so you don't have to do anything the whole entire week except wash dishes. And that's going to multiply your time during the week. So if you just spend a few hours on a Sunday afternoon getting that ready, you're going to be able to reclaim back that time during the week where you don't have to run to the grocery store to grab some last minute ingredients or trying to decide what you even want to make for dinner based on what's in the pantry or the fridge or shopping and cooking on demand. You're going to get all that time back. 
So search online for weekly or monthly meal plans that include grocery lists and use whatever works for you. I love the crock pot meal plans, but that might be or might not be for you. Just find something that works for you. Figure out what you're going to make either on a weekly or a biweekly or a monthly basis and set aside an afternoon, Saturday or Sunday or whatever day works best. Do the shopping, come right home and do the prepping. And then write your dinners that you have planned for the week on a calendar. So every single day, you already know exactly what you're going to make. And it's also totally okay to plan a night for leftovers or two or three nights for leftovers, depending on how much you make and how much your family actually eats. Leftovers are totally acceptable to put on the weekly meal plan. (laughs) All right, and number four, plan what you're going to wear the next day and plan what your kids are going to wear the next day, or if they're old enough, have them plan their own outfits for the next day. This is really easy. It only takes a couple of minutes, but it, it's, it saves you a lot of time. I cannot tell you how many times when my kids were little, when I would be struggling to get everybody ready in the morning and somebody didn't have clean socks and somebody couldn't find their shoes and somebody didn't have something to match the shirt that they wanted to wear. And there was always a reason, but I would spend more time than necessary trying to make sure everybody had something to wear that was mostly clean and mostly matching. (laughs) But you know how it is when you're already running late because you hit the snooze button too many times And then you can't find something and all of a sudden, everybody's stressed. Somebody starts yelling, somebody starts crying, the dog starts barking. It is literally a proven law of nature that when you are already running late, it will definitely take you at least twice the amount of time to find something you need. But if you make sure everything's ready the night before and you don't hit the snooze button when you wake up in the morning your chances of having a calm morning with the kids and getting out the door on time and not being late increases dramatically. So decide the night before what everybody's going to wear and then lay it out before you go to bed and include everything, not just the shirt and the pants but make sure you have the shoes and the socks and if there's accessories and Lay out everything. Make sure you have everything laid out the night before for you and for the kids. If you want to be an overachiever before you go to bed on Sunday, organize the kids' clothes for the whole entire week. I have seen on Pinterest where people have taken those um, like plastic little five-drawer organizer things that you can get at Target for what, like 30 bucks. And they have labeled them Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, one set of drawers for each of the kids. And they organize their kids' outfits for the entire week on Sunday before they go to bed. So for the entire school week, the kids have their outfits already picked out. And then you don't even have to do it every weeknight. It's ready for the entire week. 
And if you're on a roll, get your coffee ready for the morning too. Anything that you can get ready the night before is going to save you time in the morning. And then you're going to be so much more efficient because you're not going to be in a rush and you're going to be more productive and so on and so on. Number five, remember you multiply your time by doing things today that give you more time tomorrow. So for number five, I'm going to challenge you to automate everything that you possibly can. I'm talking about bills. I'm talking about shopping. I'm talking about the things that you typically have to buy on a weekly or bi-weekly or monthly basis. Automate as much of that as you can. I know that when you get super busy, it can be easy to say you're going to do things later. I have been very guilty of being a procrastinator. It can be easy to look at your to-do list and say you're going to do it later. And a few of the things that I really, really, really hate doing, I hate grocery shopping and I hate going shopping for pet food. And I have a bad habit of putting it off a little too long and then we are out of things that we need And then I have to run out at the last second and I end up wasting time because I've already driven past the grocery store 15 times that week when I could have stopped and grabbed it in a way more convenient time, or I could have just ordered it online and had it delivered. So I end up wasting so much more time because I don't do it when I should do it. And when I decided to start automating things, It saved so much time for me and also saved money because I realized, like with my pet food especially, if I get online and I order pet food every two weeks or every month and I have it on an auto-subscribe so that they auto-ship it once a month or once every two weeks, I actually save 15% and I don't have to pay a shipping fee. And so I always have it. It gets delivered to my front door. I pay less for it, and I don't have to spend the time going to the store to get it. The same thing with groceries. I have done grocery delivery. I don't always necessarily save money with grocery delivery because typically you have to tip the delivery drivers, and um, that doesn't necessarily save money, but it saves so much time. And actually, it does save a little bit of money because I only get what's on my list. I get online, I order the groceries that I want, and there's no impulse buys because I see Oreos on sale or Doritos on sale, or I walk past an aisle of something I wouldn't normally buy and it just calls to me. And so I grab a bunch of extra stuff that I wouldn't normally grab because I'm there. When I do grocery delivery, I get only what I order. And yeah, I do leave a little bit of an extra amount for a tip, but I do save money on the things that I don't need because I don't buy them. Um, The other thing you should automate is your bills. Because if you're procrastinating on things, you don't want to procrastinate on things like bills because then you have late fees and then you 
get phone calls from your credit card company because you missed your payment and then you have to waste time talking to them on the phone. And on top of that, you get the extra fees. And so it costs you not just time, but it costs you money. And so if you automate everything that you can automate, you're going to avoid the late fees. You're going to avoid the phone calls. You're not going to have to think about it. I like to put all my bills on a calendar. I have a, I make sure that when I get a planner, I get a planner that has a a monthly calendar in addition to weekly and daily calendars. And so on my monthly calendar, I use the monthly calendar to write out my bills. And if it's an auto pay bill, I put it in a certain color so that I know on that day that's coming out of my account automatically. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to get online and manually pay it. It's just going to come out. But I color code them so I know which ones that I don't have the option of auto paying. So I have to get online and pay those myself every single month. And the ones that are on auto pay, I have those in different colors so that I can keep them straight, so that I don't have to think about it, so that I can look at my calendar in one glance and I know, oh, the electric bill's coming out today. And I know that I need to make sure that I have that money in the account to cover it. Or if another bill comes up that I have to pay manually, I know just in one glance at my calendar because it's in a different color. Remember, spend time doing things today that save you time tomorrow or that create more time for you tomorrow. And I do that in automation by setting up my bills on auto pay. It does take a little bit of time up front to go through all your bills and make sure that you have everything that you can put on auto pay set on auto pay. It takes time to maybe sit down at the computer and put in your grocery order, but it takes must it takes much less time to do that than it does to go to the grocery store and walk up and down the aisles and pick out the things that you need. And when I sit down with my calendar at the beginning of every month and I write out on my calendar which bills are coming out automatically and which ones I have to manually pay, yeah, that might take me 10, 15 minutes to do, but it saves me time over the course of the entire month because I don't have to go back and look them all up and make sure that I remember which ones are auto pay and which ones I have to pay manually. I am sure that you have a thousand examples of times where you've procrastinated on something or put something off because you thought you didn't have time only to end up spending way more time on it and even way more money because you waited too long. So when you automate things like your bills and the things that you buy on a normal weekly, monthly basis, you end up saving a lot of time and even a lot of money. Okay, so for a quick recap here, number one, put your phone down a minimum of 30 minutes before you go to bed. And if possible, put it down up to two hours before you go to bed. Number two, stop hitting the snooze button when your alarm goes off in the morning. Number three, create and follow a meal plan, either a weekly meal plan or a monthly meal plan. Number four, get your clothes ready the night before or the Sunday before for the entire week for you and your kids. And number five, 
automate everything you can. Bills, groceries, things that you normally buy every single week or every single month. Automate, subscribe, put as much on automation as you possibly can. If you try some of these tips and they work for you, I would love to hear about it. Shoot me a DM or let me know if you have other tips that you've tried that have helped you multiply time in your own life. Let me know and I can't wait to hear from you. Thanks for tuning in to the Strong Sassy Single Mom Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, share it with a friend or take a screenshot and share it on Instagram. And be sure to tag me so I can share you in my stories too. And if anything I talked about today really spoke to you, send me a DM. I'd love to hear from you. As always, it's been an honor to have this conversation with you today. And until next time, you got this.